to the eighth episode of the Postgraduate Environment Network podcast, PenPod. Today I'm chatting with Zoe Parkin, who works as an investment associate at the Clean Energy Finance Corporation, an Australian government company looking to decarbonize the country via conscientious investment. Today, Zoe and I will chat about the power of finance for change and provide some tips for breaking into the biz for those who are interested. I hope you enjoy this episode and make sure to follow our show as well as to check out the many other amazing shows in the Climactic Climate Podcast Network. Hi Zoe, welcome to PenPod. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're most welcome. So Zoe and I work together at the Clean Energy Finance Corporation. She's a bit of a mentor for me, um, and I'm very grateful that she joined us today because she's currently on vacation in Byron Bay. So thank you so much again. So I'll just start, if you could just introduce yourself and your title and a little bit about who you are. No worries. I'm very happy to be here, Cam. So I'm Zoe Parkin. I guess for the purpose of this podcast, um, you know, I'm a senior investment associate at the Clean Energy Finance Corporation. So the Clean Energy Finance Corporation, which I'm going to abbreviate to the CFC because it's a bit of a mouthful. We have uh, $10 billion worth of capital or funds to invest in Australian projects, businesses and technologies which reduce carbon emissions. So we invest right across the economy from you know, renewable energy to agriculture products to um, electric vehicles. And because every part of the economy has to decarbonize. And my role in particular is focused on the investment side of things. So that decision of where are we going to put our money and where can we have the biggest impact? So it's quite a diverse and exciting role. You know, for those who, who are listening and have a finance background, you might be interested to know that we can provide a range of different funding from small scale venture capital for earlier stage startup businesses and emerging technologies, you know, right up to the larger scale corporate loans and, and project finance. And that can either be as debt or equity or even a bit of a combination of both. So it's a really diverse and, and varied role. And, and the mission that we have in, in trying to reduce Australia's carbon emissions, you know, obviously, you know, as I said before, it really does impact every part of the economy. So, yeah, there's a lot of different ways that we can achieve that. Yeah, thanks for introducing the CFC. I learned about it in my degree, but a lot of people might not have covered it in their classes. So that's really useful. And also as an American learning about the CFC, it's just a really impactful model, you know, created by an act that passed in parliament, financed by taxpayer funds, but run by an independent board and sort of independently run. Um, so really, really cool model. And they're doing really exciting stuff. You're also studying. Can you tell us about your degree? I am, yes. So currently I'm studying a, a certificate in sustainable finance at the University of Columbia. One of the sort of, I suppose you could say, silver linings to come out of the whole coronavirus pandemic is that a lot of these courses which otherwise weren't online I can now complete that course online from Australia despite the university being based in New York so about four or five months into that course 
when I was in university, I did a Bachelor of Commerce at Melbourne University. So that provided me with all the kind of finance and economic skills that I use in my day-to-day role. But this current course at Columbia is really providing me with the broader sustainability knowledge that complements what I do at the CFC. Awesome. Can you tell me a bit about how you got into finance to begin with? To answer that question, I probably have to go all the way back to university. So when I was at university, I was at the University of Melbourne, I started volunteering for an organisation called the Melbourne Microfinance Initiative. So this is a a university-based organisation and I was acting as a consultant. And in my role, I was helping people living in poverty in Cambodia to get out of this vicious cycle of poverty by providing small loans of, you know, maybe no more than $50, which people could use to start their own business and become self-sufficient. And at this time, you know, this was one of the most rewarding experiences I'd ever done to be able to actually use my skills and abilities that I'd learnt in my course and at high school to bring about a positive change in the world. And this made me realise that finance is such a powerful and crucial tool to bring about change because it enables people to achieve great things which they otherwise wouldn't have been able to do if they didn't have funding. So this was a really defining moment for me, and it was the reason why I pursued a career in finance. So I understand you didn't start your finance career at the CFC. Um, Can you talk a bit more to how you got to the Clean Energy Finance Corporation? Yeah, sure. So after university, I joined a graduate program at one of the big four banks. And I do highly recommend the graduate programs because you do, uh, you really learn a lot in a short amount of time. And if you want to bring about change in the world, one of the best things you can do is equip yourself with the skills and abilities to do that. So I was at one of the banks for almost four years and I really enjoyed my time there. You know, my work was stimulating. I liked my colleagues and I was really good at my job. You know, I excelled in my position and I enjoyed driving good outcomes for for the company. But at some point, you know, I started to realize that, um, you know, personally, I was focusing solely on being good rather than actually doing good. And as a result of that, I began to lose motivation for the work that I was doing. You know, I remember there was this one night that I was working quite late and I sort of stopped and asked myself, you know, why am I doing this? And I couldn't really come up with a good answer that aligned with, you know, my goals and what I was trying to achieve through my career. And then almost like this weird twist of fate, the very next day I was contacted by a recruiter on LinkedIn about this opportunity to join the CFC. To me, the CFC role was, it was almost like my call to action. You know, it was this opportunity I'd been looking for since my involvement in microfinance, this opportunity to use my skills and abilities to bring about a positive change in the world. You know, and the role itself in the investments team is this kind of ideal combination of science, finance, problem solving, strategic analysis, all of these skills I really enjoy while still achieving that objective. Yeah. So really great that we have some insight into the CFC. I was wondering if you could speak a little bit more to your work at the CFC and some of the projects that you've worked on maybe. Okay, no worries. So as a senior investment associate, being my title, uh, I'm involved in the origination, the analysis, assessment, um, and the execution of new investments, including impact and carbon assessments. 
so for those people listening who don't have a finance background, uh, basically that means I help to find new opportunities to invest our money. You know, I help to assess whether it's a good investment. Um, so what the different risks of the project are and what the expected returns are. And I also help to assess what the impact of our investment will be. So, you know, how many, um, how much greenhouse gas emissions will our investment abate or avoid? And then I actually help to execute that investment. So that involves, you know, a range of documentation, negotiation of terms and conditions, and then all of the correct approvals and conditions that have to be met before we actually send that money out. And after we make an investment, it's also extremely important to monitor and track our investment to make sure that it's actually having that you know, desired impact that we thought it would. So that's probably a, you know, a description of my role specifically. An example of an investment I've worked in, well, that's a tough one. I've got lots of favorites, Cam. One of the companies which I really like working with is called Relectrify. So CFC provided venture capital to a company called Relectrify. And, and for those who don't know, venture capital is um, it's basically just equity for early stage startup companies. So Relectrify is a battery technology company and they've developed a battery management system and inverter technology. And what I think is really cool about this is that their unique technology allows you to take secondhand uh, electric vehicle batteries, which have reached the end of their useful life in vehicles. And instead of sending those batteries to landfill or, you know, trying to break them apart, you can actually give them a second life and repurpose them to be used in stationary energy storage. Yeah, thanks. Just a bit curious about the origination side of things. What does that process look like? Do companies usually come to you or do you seek out companies? And if so, on what platforms? Yeah, I think it, it, it's probably a bit of both. Certainly in the earlier days of the CFC, when our, we weren't as well known, uh, we had to be probably a bit more proactive around reaching out to different parts of the economy, uh, understanding where the bottlenecks are or the opportunities were, and, and try to engage with different companies across those sectors to partner up and to, to support them in reducing their emissions. I think these days, you know, the CFC has probably got a stronger and more well-known brand. And so we do get a lot of incoming inquiries, which, you know, I think is really, it really speaks to the amount of progress we've made over the past sort of eight or nine years. So I think it's probably about, if I had to guess, about 50-50. Cool. And when you're deciding whether to go with a particular company, what, what do you look for? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing that I think is really important is that we want the companies that we're working with to really believe in what we're trying to achieve. You know, it's one thing to say to a company, you know, we're, we're happy to give you finance as long as you do X, Y, Z. But it's far more impactful and sustainable if the companies you're working with are aligned with your vision and what you're trying to achieve and, and see the value in you know, aligning the company with the transition to low emissions. That's how you're going to get a much longer term and lasting impact is if you can actually, you know, help companies to realize that this makes sense. You know, sustainability is good for business. Uh, and that way they can continue to, to go on and keep up, you know, the great effort and, the, and continue to achieve more in the future, perhaps without the CFC or hopefully without the CFC there. 
I got to say, it's so cool having this conversation with you because I had a similar sort of story. I, I worked in corporate finance and had a similar moment where I was doing a lot of work and I didn't feel like I was making enough of a difference in the world and thought that finance wasn't the place for me. And now here I am back in the finance industry and really proud to be here because I think the CFC and a lot of other organizations that put their money where their values are, are really moving the needle on important issues like climate change and social equality. And yeah, just about that. So in the environmental space and the development sector, there's a lot of critiques of the corporate sector and the financial sector and sort of big money, that they're the bad guy, that they're sort of furthering inequality and furthering pollution and that sort of thing. So I suppose, what would you say to that? Yeah, you know, I think I can understand how that view has been formed especially when you think about how historically the goal of a lot of companies has been purely to make profits. I think that's how this view has come about. I would challenge you to think about why did this happen? One of the reasons is probably a lack of awareness about the importance of sustainability. I mean, that's probably one reason. You know, it's, it's probably also because their shareholders wanted just to make money and they were happy investing in companies that made money solely and their customers kept buying their products you know regardless of how sustainable they were you know when I was younger and I was upset about something my parents used to say to me if you don't like it do something about it so let's change that let's educate these companies on why sustainability matters let's stop buying shares in companies that aren't being sustainable let's stop putting our super in funds that aren't sustainable and as customers let's stop buying products which aren't sustainable and and another comment i would make is that it's a lot easier to change a company from the inside than the outside or as a competitor so you know if there's a corporate which you know you don't think they're doing business the right way then beat them at their own game you know start your own company which is sustainable and show them why sustainability is good for business. Yeah, well said. And so, yeah, you know, we're starting to see the world changing a bit, like you just mentioned, and investors are looking for more than just profit when they invest. And where do you see sort of the corporate world heading in terms of sustainability? Do you see any big changes on the horizon that would kind of make the world a better place? Yeah. So one thing that I'm starting to see is that currently sustainability and sustainable finance even is this separate category. You know, there's a separate team, a sustainability team within these companies, or there's a, you know, a sustainable finance organization. So these these two ideas of business and sustainability are, are separate. And I think what we're seeing more and more is that sustainability is just becoming ingrained in every part of business and every decision that you make and you know it's not going to be in the, in the historic form of a of an ESG checklist where you basically tick the box and say no I'm not doing anything wrong not you know it won't just be this negative screening approach people will start to realize that actually sustainability is good for business and you need to be incorporating 
considerations of, of sustainability into every single decision that you make across the company. And so it'll, it's just starting to become almost like a second nature. So that's a, a big theme that I'm starting to see. And it's one thing that CFE is trying to support as well, actually getting people to start looking through the lens of sustainability as an opportunity, not just a threat. So if we look sort of into a corporation, um, what does that mean like on a department level that we're going to see the biggest growth and potentially the biggest employment opportunities for somebody who has a sustainability background, for example? Yeah, so I think if you've got a sustainability background and you're looking to find a role, the good news is that every part of the economy has to decarbonize. So I think you can look at any industry that you're interested in, whether it's you know, retail or agriculture or architecture, and there are going to need to be sustainability experts in that field. So I think that that's, you know, it's great news. And I think you should, you should be very open-minded about what that role could look like. And if you're interested in an industry where there isn't that focus on sustainability yet, then you can be the first person to change that. You know, that's a great opportunity. Because, yeah, essentially every company will at some stage or should at some stage be considering sustainability. So, yeah, I think a lot of my peers probably don't have finance backgrounds. They're probably more um, have a social science background uh, or a science background from a sustainability perspective. So if anybody hears this podcast and is like, okay, I'm keen to get into the finance sector. I think it's a really powerful lever for change. Do you have any sort of resources or tips or courses that you would point these people to, to sort of upskill in this area? Yeah, definitely talk to people in the industry reach out to people across the industry. There's a lot of really great organizations, not only the CFC, but organizations like Arena or Energy Lab, who focus on sort of earlier stage startups in the clean energy sector, get involved in, in the events that these different organizations hold. They also have programs, especially some of the earlier stage, you know, the companies like Energy Lab can look at early stage opportunities. If you're interested in startups, you can reach out and join one of their programs. There's also this really great resource called LTORM, and you could go onto their website. They have lots of really useful information on the business case for sustainability and how you can actually drive that within any organization you work for. So, yeah, I would definitely start with LTORM as well. It's, it's a really good resource. Yeah. And um, just on the university end, there are a few classes that I took that really helped educate me in this regard. One was um, a sustainability reporting class, which is a really hard skills kind of class that sort of teaches you how to quantify environmental and social cost into a firm's balance sheet. So that was very useful. And then there's a bunch of sort of free online finance courses that you can do if you just have a quick Google. I did an online project finance class that was free and, you know, 20 hours total. And so, yeah, sort of gave me the basics of, of finance so that I could apply it with a sustainability lens. Cool. So I think those are all the questions I have. If you have any final parting words of advice, speak now. <laughs> I mean, I think I would say that, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, that's a great start. You know, be curious, learn more about the industry and, and talk to people because it sounds like you're on the right track. 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and I just wanted to quickly mention that Zoe did mention Energy Lab and they have a volunteer program, which I did and loved. And it's a great way to learn about emerging clean tech and about the startup industry. And it's just an, a very connected organization. So it's it's a good program if anybody's interested. Awesome. Well, again, I can't thank you enough for taking time away from the beach in beautiful Byron Bay to do a careers podcast. That's Zoe, everyone. She's fabulous and very motivated and motivating. So yeah, thank you again. Thank you, Ken. You're most welcome. Yeah. And I'll see you in the office soon. Mm-hmm.